Section 5 of The Underground Railroad Part 4 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Greg Giordano The Underground Railroad Part 4 by William Still Section 5 Arrival from the Old Dominion Nine Very Fine Articles Lou Jones, Oscar Payne, Mose Wood, Dave Diggs, Jack, Hen, and Bill Dade, and Joe Ball. The coming of this interesting party was as gratifying as their departure must have been disagreeable to those who had been enjoying the fruits of their unpaid labor stockholders of the underground railroad conductors etc about this time were well pleased with the wonderful success of the road especially as business was daily increasing upon inquiry of these passengers individually the following results were obtained lewis was about fifty-two years of age a man of superior stature six feet high with prominent features and about one-third of anglo-saxon blood in his veins the apparent solidity of the man both with respect to body and mind was calculated to inspire the idea that he would be a first-rate man to manage a farm in canada of his bondage and escape the following statement was obtained from him i was owned by a man named thomas sidon a catholic and a farmer he was not a very hard man but was very much opposed to black folks having their liberty. He owned six young slaves not grown up. It was owing to Sidon's mother's estate that I came into his hands. Before her death I had hoped to be free for a long time, as soon as she died. My old mistress's name was Nancy Sidon. She was lame for twenty years, and couldn't walk a step without crutches, and I was her main support. I was foreman on the farm, sometimes nobody but me would work and i was looked up to for support a good deal of the time i would have to attend to her if she was going to ride i would have to pick her up in my arms and put her in the carriage and many times i would have to lift her in her sick room nobody couldn't wait upon her but me she had a husband and he had a master and that was rum he drank very hard he killed himself drinking he was a poor support when he died fifteen years ago he left three sons thomas james and stephen they were all together then only common livers after his death about six years mistress died i felt sure then i would be free but was very badly disappointed i went to my young masters and asked them about my freedom they laughed at me and said no such thought had entered their heads that i was to be free the neighbors said it was a shame they should keep me out of my freedom after i had been making of the family and had behaved myself so faithful one gentleman asked master john what he would take for me and offered a thousand dollars that was three months before i ran away and massa john said a thousand dollars wouldn't buy one leg i hadn't anything to hope for from them i served them all my life and they didn't thank me for it a short time before i come away my aunt died all the kin i had and they wouldn't let me go to the funeral they said the time couldn't be spared 
this was the last straw on the camel's back in lewis's grief and disappointment he decided that he would run away the first chance that he could get and seek a home in canada he held counsel with others in whom he could confide and they fixed on a time to start and resolved that they would suffer anything else but slavery lewis was delighted that he had managed so cunningly to leave master tom and mistress margaret and their six children to work for their own living he had an idea that they would want lou for many things the only regret he felt was that he had served them so long that they had received his substance and strength for half a century fortunately lewis's wife escaped three days in advance of him in accordance with a mutual understanding they had no children the suffering on the road cost lewis a little less than death but the joy of success came soon to chase away the effects of the pain and hardship which had been endured oscar the next passenger was advertised as follows two hundred dollar reward ran away from the service of the rev j p mcguire episcopal high school fairfax county virginia on saturday tenth negro man oscar payne aged thirty years five feet four inches in height square built mulatto color thick bushy suit of hair round full face and when spoken to has a pleasant manner clothes not recollected i will give two hundred dollars for his recovery if taken out of the state or one hundred and fifty dollars if taken in the state and secured that i can get him t d fendall such announcements never frightened the underground railroad committee indeed the committee rather preferred seeing the names of their passengers in the papers as in that case they could all the more cautiously provide against messrs slave hunters oscar was a prime first-class article worth eighteen hundred dollars the above description of him is endorsed his story ran thus i have served under miss mary dade of alexandria miss dade was a very clever mistress she hired me out when i left i was hired at the school high school of virginia with me times had been very well no privilege was allowed me to study books i cannot say that i left it for any other cause than to get my freedom as i believe i have been used as well as any slave in the district i left no relatives but two cousins my two brothers ran away brooks and lawrence but where they went i can't tell but would be pleased to know three brothers and one sister have been sold south can't tell where they are such was oscar's brief narrative but he was truthful there was no room to doubt the next passenger was moses or mose who looked as though he had been exceedingly well cared for being plump fat and extra smart he declared that general briscoe of georgetown d c had been defrauding him out of thirteen dollars per month this being the amount for which he was hired and instead of being allowed to draw it for himself the general pocketed it for this kind treatment he summed up what seemed to be a true bill for ten years against the general but he made another charge of a still graver character he said that the general professed to own him but as he moses was thoroughly tired and believed that slavery was no more justifiable than murder he made up his mind to leave and join the union party for canada he stated the general owned a large number of slaves which he hired out principally moses had no special fault to find with his master except such as have been alluded to 
but as to mistress briscoe he said that she was pretty rough moses left four sisters in bondage david the next member of this freedom-loving band was an intelligent man his manners and movements were decidedly prepossessing he was about thirty-seven years of age dark tall and rather of a slender stature possessing very large hopes he charged dr josiah harding of rockville montgomery county with having enslaved him contrary to his wish or will as a slave david had been required at one time to work on a farm and at another time to drive carriage of course without pay again he had been bound as a waiter on the no-pay system and again he had been called into the kitchen to cook all for the benefit of the doctor the hire going into the doctor's pocket this business david protested against in secret but when on the underground railroad his protestations were over and above board of the doctor david said that he was clever but a catholic he also said that he thought his wife was tolerable clever although he had never been placed under her where he would have had an opportunity of learning her bad traits if she had any the doctor had generously bargained with david that he could have himself by paying one thousand dollars he had likewise figured up how the money might be paid and intimated what a nice thing it would be for dave to wake up some morning and find himself his own man this was how it was to be accomplished dave was to pay eighty-five dollars annually and in about twelve years he would have the thousand and a little over all made up on this principle and suggestion dave had been digging faithfully and hard and with the aid of friends he had nearly succeeded just when he was within sight of the grand prize and just as the last payment was about to be made to dave's utter surprise the doctor got very angry one day about some trifling matter all pretension and in his pretended rage he said there were too many free niggers going about and he thought that dave would do better as a slave etc after that all the satisfaction that he was able to get out of the doctor was simply to the effect that he had hired him to mr morrison for one hundred and fifty dollars a year after his lying and cheating in this way david resolved that he would take his chances on the underground railroad not a spark of faith did he have in the doctor for a time however before the opportunity to escape offered he went to mr morrison as a waiter where it was his province to wait on six of the judges of the supreme court of the united states in the meantime his party matured arrangements for their trip so dave took out and left the judges without a waiter the more he reflected over the nature of the wrongs he had suffered under the less he thought of the doctor joe who also came with this band was half anglo-saxon an able-bodied man thirty-four years of age he said that miss elizabeth gordon a white woman living in alexandria claimed him he did not find much fault with her she permitted him to hire his time find his own clothing etc by which regulation joe got along smoothly nevertheless he declared that he was tired of wearing the yoke and felt constrained to throw it off as soon as possible miss gordon was getting old and joe noticed the young tribe of nephews and nieces was multiplying in large numbers this he regarded as a very bad sign he therefore gave the matter of the underground railroad his serious attention and it was not long ere he was fully persuaded that it would be wisdom for him to tarry no longer in the prison house joe had a wife and four children which were as heavy weights to hold him in virginia but the spirit of liberty prevailed 
joe also left two sisters one free the other a slave his wife belonged to the widow irwin she had assured her slaves that she had provided for them in her will and that at her death all would be freed they were daily living on the faith thus created and obviously thought the sooner the lord relieved the old mistress of her earthly troubles the better although joe left his wife and children he did not forget them but had strong faith they would be reunited after going to canada he addressed several letters to the secretary of the committee concerning his family and as will be seen by the following he looked with ardent hopes for their arrival toronto november seventh eighteen fifty seven dear mr still as i must again send you a letter feeling myself obliged to you for all you have done and your kindness dear sir my wife will be on to philadelphia on the eighth seventh and i would like you to look out for her and get her and ticket and send her to me toronto her name are mary ball with five children please send her as soon as you can yours very truly joseph ball will you please to telegraph to me number thirty one dummer street jake another member of the company of nine was twenty-two years of age of dark hue round made keen eyes and apparently a man of superior intelligence unfortunately his lot had been of such a nature that no helping opportunity had been afforded for the cultivation of his mind he condemned in very strong terms a man by the name of benjamin b chambers who lived near elkton but did not there require the services of jake hiring jake out just as he would have hired a horse and likewise keeping his pay jake thought that if justice could have been awarded him chambers would either have had to restore that of which she had wronged him or expiate the wrong in prison jake however stood more in awe of a young master who was soon likely to come into power than he did of the old master this son had already given jake to understand that once in his hands it wouldn't be long before he would have him jingling in his pocket signifying that he would sell him as soon as his father was gone the manner of the son stirred jake's very blood to boiling heat it seemed his suffering and the suffering of his fellow bondsmen had never before appeared so hard the idea that he must work and be sold at the pleasure of another made him decide to pull up stakes and seek refuge elsewhere such a spirit as he possessed could not rest in servitude mary ann the wife of jake who accompanied him was a pleasant-looking bride she said that she was owned by elias rhodes a farmer and a pretty fair kind of a man she had been treated very well john and henry dade ages twenty and twenty-five years were from washington they belonged to the class of well-cared-for slaves at least they said that their mistress had not dealt severely with them and they never would have consented to pass through the severe sufferings encountered on their journey but for the strong desire they had to be free from canada john wrote back as follows st catharines canada mr still sir i arrived on friday evening but i had right smart trouble for my money gave out at the bridge and i had to fut at to st catharine though i went right to work at the willard house for eight dollar a month bargained for to stay all the winter but i haven't any claus nor money please send my trunk if it as come derate et to st catharines to the willard house to john dade and if et ant come please write for et soon as possible 
direct your letter to rosen dade washington send your direction please tend to this right away for i have made a good start i think that i can gate a long in these place if my brother as well send him on for i have a place for him if he ant well please don't send him for this as no place for a sick possum the way i got this place i went to see a fran omyan from washington dan all well and he gave me work please answer this as soon as you get at you must excuse this bad writing for my chance wars but small to line this much john h dade if yon have to send for my trunk to washington send the name of john trowhart sir please write as soon as you get this for et is important john h dade end of section five recording by greg giordano newport ritchie florida